0: Good morning. My name is Josh Brant. I am a leader of the uh, family class uh, during the 11 o'clock ABF hour. We have a number of missionaries that we pray for in that class and have been for years. Uh, Marty and Shelley McKenzie are one of those, and um, I'm very excited to hear about their ministry. They have a number of, uh, of things going on. So I'd just like you to welcome Marty, if you'll come on up, and uh, just give him your full attention. Thank you. I need one of these short
1: people pulpits. (laughs) All right, well, just wanted to tell you a little bit about His Love Ministries and how we uh, started, basically, Years ago, I guess in 92, I guess I began to feel the call to preach, and the and, uh, Lord took about five years to kind of prepare me just to where I could get to that place, and by the time it got 1997, the Lord had opened up some doors for uh, prison ministry and Effingham, and we've been in there ever since, uh, but the Lord has just worked in my heart, and I was we were talking about being getting in front of groups of people. I was that guy when I was a kid that the book report scared you to death, you know? And I'd finish one and I'd go, "Whoo, I'm done. And then I'd get scared again because I remembered I had to get back up and do one in another six weeks. But the Lord has put me in front of people and even though I'm not always comfortable, he, God uses those weaknesses, God uses those things where we have to depend on Him. And so we're a non-profit ministry that I began preaching in 1997, got laid off from my job in 2000, and God opened up the doors for me to go full-time in 2003, March 17, 2003. And so I uh, began preaching in the prisons in 97. In 1999 we moved churches and the Lord opened up the door for me to do nursing home ministry and assisted living ministry. And like I said, when I got laid off in 2000, God took about another uh, three years to prepare me. I always said I was like Moses, not that I was great, but I was stubborn and it took a lot of work to get me to where he could use me. And so the Lord laid on my heart to do that. and. Uh, quit my job in 2003 and began started this ministry and it, we use the verse uh, Matthew 25:40 and the King will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it unto one of these, the least of my brethren, you did it unto me." So we minister and all the way from kids all the way up to end of life. We minister these kids sometimes as young as five to seven years old up to 17 And a a treatment facility. It's really what you call a psychiatric facility and what we do is totally opposite of what they do. We're the only group that comes in this place to teach Bible studies and church services and pre-COVID we were doing like four times as many services as we do now. We were doing about 2,400 services a year in all these nursing homes, assisted livings, jails, prisons, treatment centers, uh, facilities for homeless women and and uh, veterans, and, and all of these things were going on, but COVID kind of shut us down in a lot of ways because of the restrictions. During that time, we did some Zoom stuff, but uh, a lot of it just kind of we're not able to get back in because of some of these restrictions and vaccines have made it difficult. And it's always been hard to get people to minister in the places, I guess, we go to. And I guess what we do here in the United States is nothing to compare to what some of these people do that are laying their lives on the line. But it's amazing to me that we can't get these people to go behind the scenes to, to do the things that we need to do. And so I started this ministry, really, the Lord laid on my heart to reach out to those the world has forgotten. We go to where people in most places can't get out to church services or Bible studies, and, or it's really, really difficult, and so we take the gospel to them. And so we don't have any church buildings for ourselves. Uh, Our homes are our offices. We don't buy many supplies. Our goal is to provide church services and Bible studies. We don't care about all the frills and thrills, but we just provide those things. And, you know, we've never gotten really into giving business. If people can make stuff and people can do, about the only thing we give away is mostly Bibles and birthday cards and Christmas cards. And sometimes at Christmas we do a reach the forgotten in the nursing homes that don't have families and we try to minister through Christmas gifts for them. But everything we do is designed to take the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified to people in places who cannot get out to hear the good news. We do it through Bible studies, church services, biblical counseling, supplying Bibles and other biblical materials that encourage spiritual growth. We uh, use a lot of social media now because of not being able to get us any many places. So I am on many social media uh, sites and we do daily devotionals. also, I have the sermons that I've preached in places, plus almost 20 years ago I started putting these little 30 second devotionals onto his radio that's uh, out of Savannah, Georgia and they're still on there. And so we, uh, you know, I provide them new devotionals and they provide them and put them out there and. And uh, people even up here, I guess, can still hear that station. And so we uh, are on many podcast directories and Facebook devotionals and all of those things are out there. And because of the serious nature of what we do and preaching Christ and Him crucified, the nature of the places we go to, we, we are always seeking solid biblical truth teachers. And it's really hard to find those kind of people today, to find the people who are solid, who are serious, consistent and disciplined people. I always tell people before they ever come to minister, if we ever can find somebody, is that you need to be consistent. You need to be disciplined because when you quit showing up, these kids, these people are very disappointed because we're the only bright spot in their day or their week or however often we come in there. And so when people just disappear, it just, these kids, these people, they think it's because of them, or something, you know they they like, well, what did we do? You know why isn't so and so still coming, and so it's really difficult that you know when these people are expecting people because they've lost all the people in their lives, just about especially these kids, and so we're also looking for people who are work willing to work behind the scenes without recognition, and so our goal is always to spread the gospel to those who really need to know it and hear it which is really most of the United States anymore but 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 the places we go to and those that know Christ as Lord and Savior to equip them to better live their lives and hopefully minister to others and we use as our slogan I guess as our term that we minister to those that the world has forgotten. We reach out to those people. And so we provide services in Georgia. And I'm originally from Savannah and uh, got, lived there almost all my life until four years ago. And uh, I'll tell you maybe a little bit more about it in a second, but we minister in Savannah, Chatham County, Effingham, Georgia, And then we moved four years ago to South Carolina, up above Lexington and Columbia. It's actually considered Leesville, South Carolina. And we minister in the Batesburg, Leesville area, Lexington and Columbia. Uh, My wife does a, a Bible study for ladies at Toby's house and homeless for women and children. And it was really cool. We ran into one of the, menace, one of the other missionaries last night, and the uh, lady knew somebody that my wife used to teach over at Toby's, and she was like, she says, "Yeah, Miss Shelley, she's like the best teacher." You know, and and it was just, we about broke out in tears, and you know, this lady just comes up and talks to us. That's the kind of thing God does sometimes in your lives, you know, he, he reinforces you, encourages you. And so we minister a lot of what we do now, and most of what we did before we moved up into South Carolina was at Coastal Harbor Treatment Center for children and adults. We reached these kids, <laughs> that have been sexually, physically, emotionally, all kinds of ways abused. You know, cutting. I've seen girls with uh, scars as thick as my little finger on their arms where they've been cutting themselves. Suicidal. They've been sexually abused. They've had kids by a mom's living lover, her boyfriend or her husband now, whatever it is. and now some of them from these tribes and other states that that the families are just all messed up because of uh, being put on these reservations and these kids come from all over the United States and so it's amazing that we see these children and some of them as young as five years old I was told one time I heard somebody say that that nobody less than nine years old has ever tried to commit suicide I was told that that this facility had a kid five years old that tried to commit suicide, if you can imagine. And so these children, they come and they, they've been abused and mistreated and they come and they need love and attention. And when we come, some of them are like, here's church, here's church. And some of these kids, you know, I heard somebody say that some of these kids, people don't know about Jesus. Guess what? Some of these kids have heard the name Jesus, but they know nothing about Jesus. A lot of them are into witchcraft and all kinds of things. And uh, I was reading part of one of the things out of our newsletter. One of the guys says every time they go to Costa Harbor, one of these boys flashes devil horns at them. And there's demonic stuff in there. And these kids are hungry for love and attention things that they've never gotten. And it's amazing, we go in there and we see some of these lives changed. We don't see all of them, but some of them we see changed. I remember this girl one time that she didn't even want to be touched. My wife tried to pat her on the shoulder and she just, don't touch me. And before she left, one day I was preaching and there was like 25, 35 kids in there. I don't think anybody was else listening but this one girl and she got saved that day I really believe she did because after that she'd come and she said I'm ready to get my Jesus on and she would be in there and she would listen and and I'd come in there and and she was ready to hear and she began to change you know she had a long way to go but she began to change And you know, it's amazing to watch some of these kids that have been in demonic backgrounds, witchcraft, and all of that stuff every day is getting worse and worse and worse in the United States. I know it's been in all these other countries, but it's getting worse here because a lot of these kids nowadays know nothing about Jesus. They know more about all these other things, bad things, and not the good things. And so we minister to adults in these facilities to drugs, alcohol, suicide. Some of them are veterans and uh, people that are in the service and dealing with struggles from the things they've done and seen, and and we deal with those. And and teachers, you know, one of the guy, one of the guys that helps me at Coastal Harbor adults, he was. He was ministering to a teacher, and we've ministered to people from all walks of life in these facilities. You never know who you're gonna meet in one of these facilities, one of these psychiatric facilities. And it's amazing we're still in there since 2008 because everything we do, they're over here with what they do, and we're totally on the opposite end with Bible studies and church services. But God has opened those doors for us to be in there. Like I said, my wife ministers a couple of times a year. She doesn't get to going like she used to to a place. It's a women's homeless shelter for women and children. We're ministering to veterans in a facility up in Lexington, South Carolina, and a lot of these guys are dealing with the things, and you know, a lot of these guys are homeless too. They've They've been living on the streets and they're trying to get their lives straight in this place we go to, they're trying to help them. But one of the requirements is they have to come and hear the Word of God preached. And we also go to the assisted living facilities. We aren't even really in any nursing homes anymore because of COVID restrictions and vaccines and the lack of people that have taken vaccines that are willing to go in and go to that type facility. So we've probably ministered to about 4,500 this year, plus we partnered with another ministry that's in North Carolina. Uh, they are in upstate South Carolina and Western North Carolina, and they, they ministered to 28 what he calls care homes. These are nursing homes and assisted living facilities and we've partnered with them because we weren't able to get in as many places so we began to partner with them some and and help them financially because they were doing what we have not been able to get people to do where we're at and so we're ministering just out of his love ministries to nine different places with 16 different areas of ministry just tell you a quick story and and try to close out here but I was in a assisted living facility on Tuesday and I go to the memory care side of two assisted living facilities and I was in there on Tuesday and it's like it was total chaos and nobody's listening nobody's doing anything and I'm like trying to start I'm trying to read the verses out of my Bible and getting ready to preach and you know I just sing a few Christian songs and then I I preach about eight or ten minutes and give mostly a gospel message. And it just I'm like, Oh goodness, this is not gonna happen today and I'm just like, Lord, please and and then these nurses are talking over here to the side and I look at them and say, Ladies, please, can y'all go somewhere else? I said, We got enough chaos in here already, please go somewhere else and talk if you're gonna talk And they're like five feet from me talking and so I'm like finally I'm like this close to leaving. I almost left, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna try it one more time, Lord." So I stop and I begin to read the scripture, and I begin to preach, and bam—you could hear a pin drop. Eight or ten minutes, I had everybody's attention. These are memory care people, and I don't know what the Lord does, but I've been in memory care places before where people are going. I need to get right with the Lord but there's also staff in there who can listen right and so today we've been a ministry that's been on mission since 1997 and we provide church services bible studies and devotional messages to people in facilities who otherwise would not be able to get out and hear the good news and be spiritually nourished and my prayer is that you would pray Luke 10:2. the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord at a harvest to send out labors into his harvest, because that's where we're really struggling. Like I said, we had a bunch of people pre-COVID helping us, but now there's only about eight people helping us total. And so we don't have any more staff. My wife and I are staff, but we have got one lady. I pay her basically gas money that does the girls over at Coastal Harbor and her husband does the the boys. But that's about it. So we need more help. We need to reach these kids. We need to reach these people. Some of them are so close to the end of the life that Somebody doesn't reach them. They're going to hell. And if we don't reach these kids, who knows what they might become. Well, thank y'all.
0: Let me close this in prayer. Lord, we thank you uh, for Marty and Shelley and for Love House Ministries. We thank you for how you've blessed this ministry uh, over the years. We do lift them up to you, pray for um, just for their protection. Um, But Lord, we do pray that you would provide the laborers. um, As Marty said, uh, there are many avenues, many places that they can be. Uh, They've lost many volunteers. We pray that you would bring those back and you would open even more doors, uh, that the gospel may be uh, proclaimed, that hearts uh, would hear the gospel and that lives will be changed because of it. We thank you uh, for how faithful and true you are, and we pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.